of Sports and Songs podcast. Today is January 30th, 2023. We are on season four, episode 12. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Couple weeks till spring training. It's the counting, you know, the countdown is on. The Major League Baseball has a site that counts down till uh, the pitchers and catchers report, I think, is the countdown site. Yep. Was that? Okay. Yeah, three different days because I know Cleveland reports late the 16th. They're the last one to report. Okay. But they're Cleveland. They're a little slower there. So. But we're a little – well, now what's his name? The coach, the manager got his his uh, moped back. Yes, thank God. Frank Kona got the hog back. He's, he drives a moped yeah. to the games from his condo in Cleveland downtown, and he drives his little moped. He calls it the hog. Police recovered it. It's been he's got it back now. But we're going to start off the show as sports only today. Yep. We have trivia. We have a trivia question. We got high school, college, pro sports. Yeah. Lots to cover. The championship games have concluded for the NFC and the AFC. The yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs will advance um, with one of their stars, Trace uh, Kelsey. Trace uh, Kelsey and the Travis Eagles. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and. The Eagles have advanced to the Super Bowl. They're starting center. Is it their offensive lineman or is it their center? Is also center. Starting center. Kelsey. Okay. They're brothers. Uh, brothers playing against each other. Now, we remember 10 years ago, 2013, the Harbaugh brothers went head-to-head as coaches. As coaches. As coaches. So yeah. we've seen uh, brothers go head-to-head, sibling rivalry in the Super Bowl. Now we're going to have this year uh, siblings playing on the field on different sidelines. The question is, Is has this ever happened before? That's the question. Has there been brothers in a Super Bowl facing off on opposite teams in the history of the Super Bowl? Have you seen, speak of the Kelsey mom, her jersey, her combination jersey, isn't the typical like left and right? Okay. It's like the body of the jersey is like the one kid, and then the sleeves of the other uniform. Okay. Or need something different. It's like I haven't I haven't seen it, but I know parents you know do that kind of thing uh, when yeah. it comes up to it. So very, uh, very special for the parents to have uh, the Super yeah. Bowl kids, both kids in the Super Bowl playing. I mean, they're both starters, very active, very good uh, likelihood that both could be potentially in the Hall of Fame someday. Well, those two brothers played against each other in the playoffs in baseball last year. Yeah, we do see that in, in baseball every now and then. Yeah, baseball. We do see the you know siblings and family stuff. So that's the question. Look it up on your Google machine and see if it if that's been done before. How often? Right. How frequent? Uh, it's pretty rare. It's rarefied air. I have to think about that. We'll have to get back to that later. I have to think about that. Well, here we go. I'll bring up the. High school sports here, Andy. Yeah, guy, start a little girls' basketball. Just a couple things on this. Let me get rid of my screen here. Just one note for girls' basketball happened this week. Friend of the show, Chris Gustin, hit 300 wins as a coach. Oh, he did. I missed it. So, congrats to KG. He's the one in the red shirt. Um, That's him. Yeah. A friend of the show. Well done. Congrats. Close personal friend of the show. Congrats to Coach Gustin on that. They only have one loss, right? One or two, yeah. Good talk. High school wrestling this week. 
here's some rankings as we see here. 3A. These are as of just the other day. Got St. Michael Albert vote. Not number afterwards is their section they're in, not number first place votes. So St. Michael Albertville, Waconia, Hastings, Ian Prairie, Bemidji at five. Uh, just a little side note. Remember Bemidji at five as we go through these here. Okay. So there's the other schools. Go to 2A, Simley 1, New Prague 2. There's our friends at Watertown Mayor, number five, Scott West, six. Hutchinson, Buffalo Lake, Hector Stewart at number nine. A, Jackson County Central, number one. There's Miniota at six, and Frazee at 10. And of course, we can't forget about the gals. The rest of Bemidji at five for boys. The girls are number one. Wow. Bemidji, Hastings, Apple Valley, South St. Paul. Now, the others I showed just the top 10. This is the only eight teams there are for girls. Okay. Some schools will send individuals, but these are the ones that have teams. So, oh, I see. Okay, got it, got it. So, as you see, there's one per section. So, milestones reached us last few days. We kind of cover some of those. Two hundredth win for Logan Bunt at Jackson County Central, twelfth grader. Two hundredth win. I thought the one interesting here, eighty seventh pin. For Dylan Laudrig at Marshall. Okay. School record. Yeah. Wins are good. 87th pin. That's pretty good. 11th yes. grade only. So now I'm not taking away from high school on any of these numbers for wrestling, but some of these kids, okay, 200 wins. He might have started in eighth grade. So it's not yeah. just a four year career. Not taking away from the number, just explaining to the rest who are new to it. Yeah, they, they in order to get up that high, a lot of these are on varsity as an eighth grader, and they really yeah. rack up the points. It's almost like scoring two thousand points yeah. in uh, girls or boys basketball. Yeah, and even happen. And and some of the smaller weight classes, you might even start as a seventh grader, but that's very rare. Maybe a small town, but there you go. And uh, here's some milestones from the twenty eighth, Gavin Gust. And Dover for a 200th win. Some nice congrats to all those kids there. Those are some great accomplishments. Tough to do. Tough to do. 100, uh, 100 wins is tough to do. You're, talking, yeah. you're looking at 200 at the top there. Yep. Ours are still 11th graders, so that's still good. 12th graders. High school. Now, this is just for the month of February, not all of them. It is what we like to call tournament time. And here's some of the sports that we follow here and mention on the show. Here's our state tournament schedule for February. Get your calendars out, clear the dates. Dance, jazz on the 17th, high kick the 18th of February. Girls hockey the 22nd through 25th. And then gymnastics is the 24th and 25th. And then uh, March is when all the boys, other the boys hockey and girls and boys basketball starts. This is just February. We're not gonna go. We're not gonna yeah, go all the March matches, but boy, this February, these these items get going mid February for uh, winter state tournaments. I, I haven't been. I know my wife and daughter went. The dance ones and the gymnastics. Say what you will. 
they may not look like a lot of people in the crowd, but they hold their own against basketball and hockey for volume from the yes. fans. Okay. I'll play that right now. Summit League, you can talk about some of their sports in Summit League. We'll start with men's basketball, showing just the top five teams, not everybody, because it would be really small and you couldn't see it. But for men's basketball, Oral Roberts, very tough team in Summit. They have been the last few years. Western Illinois holding its own right now. South Dakota State, Kansas City, and then the Bison. Bison are fifth in conference at 6-4, but 9-13 and 13 overall. Tough non-conference schedule for the Bison. ORU, 10-0 in the conference, 19-4 overall. Watch for them in the March tournaments. Okay. The women, the Bunnies, the Bison, then South Dakota, then there's ORU again. And then the okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. The Sioux at at five there. Now, Andy, is it is it new to see the conference uh, points for points against? I've never seen that. In, in they they start to break it down more now, just to show the how dominant the team is. Okay, interesting. Um, fair enough. And it's not really a tiebreaker; it's just a show. You look at Oral Roberts and this one for the girls. They've scored what 16 more points, but they're 10 and 12. So that means they've been in some close games, like a record with. Okay. Well, the record doesn't say how good you are. Um, it's another, uh, it's another indicator, another metric. And you look at North Dakota; they've given up fourteen more points, but they're twelve and eight overall. So, with the metrics, numbers, everything else, it's just kind of a good one. How okay. good are you at a certain record? Uh, South Dakota at five hundred. Okay, they're about thirty. They've scored thirty-eight more points. That'd be about right. But the buys have only scored have scored thirty seven more, and they're thirteen and seven. So, you know, they scored 34, 37 more than their opponents. They're six games above five hundred. South okay. Dakota has scored thirty six more, and they're at five hundred. So, just us us number nerds kind of like looking at that stuff. Interesting, yeah, interesting. We talk baseball now, college baseball. It's going to be that time. We're all excited. This is where the Summit League of their season starts, February 17th. As you see, no one's hosting a game. They're all on the road, California, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Colorado. Where some of the schools starting there. St. Thomas playing Summit League baseball this year. UMAC Upper Midwest Athletic Conference, home of Crown College. Although they're not listed here, but they start February 22nd and 23rd for baseball. Looks like they'll be using the bank for some games for some of the local teams here. So if you have time, check out the conference and your favorite team there. And head down yeah, foot, you know, football's done. They can convert it over to baseball and leave it that way there for a while. Yep. Um, a lot of teams will use that yeah, either for games or for practice or for both and, and yep. whatever, what have you. A lot of small colleges will scrimmage in there too just for practices. Go for baseball. Here's their schedule. 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, Santa Barbara, 
These are all in Arizona, so I'm guessing it's a tournament. UC Santa Barbara, Oregon State. The Beavs. And New Mexico. Yes. The, the other Beavs. NCAA, let's look at some rankings, shall we? Women's ice hockey. Here we go. Ohio State, Yale, Minnesota top three. Minnesota Duluth at seven. Wisconsin eight, Penn State. There's St. Cloud State. These are all just out today. Okay. Wisconsin dropped to eighth. Okay. Yeah, look at that's overall. Yeah, Wisconsin eight. So look at all the. It's not Big Ten. It's WCHA for it. But got Ohio State, Minnesota, Duluth, Wisconsin, Penn State, St. Cloud State, all right there. So okay. The boys or the men's, as we call it. There's Gophers are back at top number one. And there's St. Cloud State at five. Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. Lots of local teams. Minnesota State, that's Mankato at 13. And Notre Dame at 20, who does play Big Ten for hockey. So, Men's basketball, Purdue. just Purdue, Tennessee, and Houston. <clears throat> of those three, kind of a balls it's not real ballsy to pick one of these three are winning it this year there i said it okay write this down january 30th episode ready episode 12. one of those three purdue tennessee or houston are going to win the big tournament this year okay you heard it here first and there's the gals top 25 South Carolina is just a machine this year. Just wow. UConn, they fought their way back up to fifth. They did not start the year so well. Near at Iowa, they're back up to five and six. So do you to dip into the cliche machine? They're getting hot at the right time. Indiana at four. Some Big Ten love in there. Iowa State at 12. No, I've got uh some comments here on the women's yeah. Andy. Yeah. Yep. Iowa's ranked sixth in the nation. Yep. They've Indiana ahead of them. Yep. And they haven't played them yet. Uh, coming up here, they've got a home, and then coming up, they've got an away. Yeah. That should be very telling, um, you know, for the Big Ten uh, yep. title and everything as well. But that should be very interesting to see. And for those of you who follow us on social media, I, I try to put the scores up there a lot. If, say, for men or women, you know, Number 21, Middle Tennessee State loses a game, or number seven, Utah loses a game. I'll put those up there. I don't like the word upset for it because in these college sports for men and women basketball, it's happening so often, it's not really an upset. That's just how much parity there is in the league, how well balanced these teams are now. Yes. I, I hate to sound like an old fighty daddy, but. I remember 30, 35 years ago when I started following women's basketball. There was really four to six teams, and the rest were just, to quote Pat Royce, it was a synchronized loitering, you know? I mean, there was the tournament only had 16 teams, I think, to start with for women just a few years ago. They just, over the last few years, have expanded to 64. So 
they've grown incredibly in the last 10, 15 years. There's a lot of talent out there. Um, yeah. Illinois dropped off this week as well of the top yep. 25. And there's uh, another team, I think, in there uh, also mentioned for the Big Ten. But Big Ten, once again, represented very well. Yes. The, the, the Big Ten tournament's going to be a fun one to watch, let alone the NCAA Women's Tournament will be fun to watch. Yes. NASCAR. This Sunday, Dan. The Clash at the Coliseum. The Clash. So is it ready to go? It's good. Yes. That's it right there. We, we right are there. racing Saturday. Here, here's what we got going on. First of all, Rob Lowe is the Grand Marshal. <laughs> awesome. And Caleb Williams, named honorary starter for the race, Heisman Trophy winner from Southern Cal. So congrats to those gentlemen who have something to do there. It's California. They got to get all the Hollywood people they can over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a big promotional thing, but it's also very effective because they're using this now every year as their kind of a preseason kickoff. And since it's at the Coliseum where the Olympics have been held, this year they could give a gold, silver, and bronze medal to the top three guys this year. In okay. NASCAR, if you follow it, they have different trophies. One race, you get a grandfather clock for winning. Another one, the one in Music City has a guitar, you know. So for this one, it'd be a gold, silver, and bronze medal. Love it. Coliseum. That's kind of neat. Would it be great to see this in person, I must admit. It would. Cypress Hill is performing the pre-race performance. If you think back, those of us old, think back to the, the days of Cypress Hill. And something called Wiz Khalifa is performing, too. Not sure what a Wiz Khalifa is, but he will be performing that day too. Okay. Nice ink on the neck there, Wiz. It's a it's a big spectacle, this whole clash. Uh yes. You know, the beginning, the middle, the ending. It's they're trying to make it a full day event to just yep. really kick in kick off the season. Well, they have to kill time to get cars on and off the track the way it's set up. So they have okay. different performers on there. I think Pitbull performed last year. The singer, not like a dog show, but the singer Pitbull. Yes. Here's the events on Saturday. They have garage hours, then practice in three different groups to go watch. You can watch all this on FS1. And qualifying starts at 8.30 at night. And then the next day you got garage hours, fan track access. And the qualifying heats start at 5 o'clock, and this is all Eastern time. Qualifying heat one and two. It's 15 minutes, so it's just a few laps. There's not a lot of monkeying around here. This is on your regular Fox network. That'd be the Channel 9 for those of us here in the Twin Cities. Yes. 530 heat three, 545 heat four. Then they have two races of last chance qualifying. And 705, bathroom break or pre-race concert, depending on what you like for music. Driver introduction. That's always kind of fun when they do it at Daytona and some of the other big races. Drivers get to kind of have their moment in the sun. They they kind of have them announced and come out. Not really to music like boxers or wrestlers, but they just get to come out and they're throwing out hats or beads or something to fans, and it's kind of fun. Show a little personality. Yes. And their crew, their pit crews come out also, and they, those guys get their moment to shine. And 7 o'clock is the race. 
Yeah, full day, full day long. All right, I'm going to bring up a little pro wrestling news here. AEW and ROH, both owned by the same guy, by Tony Khan. Um, he's trying to get away from mixing the two guys. He's trying to get ROH on its own brand. So he's trying not to mix them. But uh, they had an issue with the Briscoes wanting to be on AEW television for a while. And uh, they couldn't because the one about 10 years ago made a tweet that they didn't find politically correct. I don't know if it was racial or religious or what it was. I didn't read it because I didn't care. It was 10, 12 years ago, whatever. We've all said stupid things in the past. Some of us more recently than others. But we've all said stupid stuff. And they didn't want him on because of that. Whatever. Well, the, the one Brusco brother died suddenly in a car accident. AEW wanted to do a special tribute for him. Warner Media that owns the TV rights to him said, no, you can't. He put a naughty tweet out, and we don't approve of that. So AEW did a show, recorded it, and put it on YouTube. Funny, the next day, Warner Time Warner Media says, oh, I guess you can televise it now. Because they saw all the fan feedback and fan kickback and everything else for it. Well, Tony Khan put it on his YouTube channel. Warner got no money on it. Oh, now we can televise it. Now it's okay. Oh, sorry your brother died. Now we'll put you on TV. Screw you. Touchy subject, yes. You know, it takes someone dying to go, oh, okay, I guess it's okay to put his brother on now. You know, like I said, we've all said stupid stuff in the past. Let's let's go through it. Some people say stupid stuff. They're banned for life. Kevin Hart said some pretty rotten, racist stuff a few years ago, but everybody still loves Kevin Hart because he's got the right friends in Hollywood. If you don't have the right friends in Hollywood, like Roseanne Barr, and you say something, something stupid, agree or disagree with what she said, he said something stupid, funny the writer off her own show. So Yes, it's... Uh... It's not what you know to you know in Hollywood. And here's the one tweet the um, Jay Briscoe, the one who passed away, his fashion movie was called Reach for the Sky. They want to have one of the pay-per-views every year called Reach for the Sky. Um, the only thing I got against that is when you only run four pay-per-views, four pay-per-views a year or so. You're going to start having guys who did great things for your company die. You, you're going to wait? Well, this guy was a great member of our company. Let's wait for him to die and name a pay-per-view after him. Not saying Jay Briscoe doesn't deserve it. He, he sure. put 20-plus years into the company, into the business. Maybe a one-time deal for it. Maybe, a, you know, maybe an episode a year could be named after it or something. To give it his own pay-per-view, I don't know. I'd, and I I like the Briscoes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he yep. didn't deserve it that way. I'm just saying then you got to start picking and choosing who you name events after. That's going to be tough. It's like in sports and you know, it's the Cy Young Award. Well, that was 100 years ago he pitched. Has there been better pitchers than Cy Young since then? Oh, yeah. But they don't change the name of the award every 15, 20 years to make it relevant to what's going on today. So that's just another point on that one. 
Some more sports notes. Here's a little tidbit I found out about Jalen Hurts uh, coming up. Why doesn't the media push the narrative that Jalen Hurts is a coach's kid? If his dad had spent a decade in jail, ESPN and other media would eat it up. But when a father is a real leader and mentor, we get crickets. Let's give some love to Evian Hurts, senior. Uh, interesting. A very good point there. You know, the, and I'm not saying if he was a coach, but just saying he wasn't in jail. So you don't hear about him. You listen to the NBA draft this year and the NFL draft. Because I heard it years ago, and that's when I quit listening to it. It's sad. But they call it, oh, so-and-so was drafted, and he's got this time and this and that. And he's got two misdemeanors on his record or whatever. He's got four kids on his record coming out of college. We don't care. What was his 440 time? How high can he jump? His height and weight. That's all that matters. I don't care about his jail record. Don't glamorize that saying, wow, look at this great thug. Don't glamorize his three kids with two women. Don't. Don't. Stick to the sports parts. And I'm not again, not saying bad at what he did, but that's not why I'm watching the draft to hear about his personal life. Watching the draft to hear about his numbers. That's a good point. Australian Baseball League has their championships coming up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This weekend. Yeah. So uh, if you get you, you not saying you go buy the Australian on demand, but um, you watch on YouTube, you can find the highlights on there. If you search for it, I'll have the scores going on our social media. They are fun to watch. Still baseball, boys and girls. Still baseball. Couple Mets newses I want to point up here because it's what I do. The Mets and Jeff McNeil are in agreement on a four-year, $50 million contract extension. That includes a fifth-year option that can make it a just under $64 million. So congrats to Mr. Jeff McNeil. Yeah, he with had a great season. Said, with that said, a guy on MLB Network said, I'm going to rate the top 10 second baseman in baseball today. There's Jeff McNeil at two, and, and at number 10, uh, that that Louis Gilmore, he he plays for the Mets too. So that means the Mets have the second, tenth best second baseman, according to. Uh, okay. Nice. So, uh, hmm. Huh. Just saying. How'd you like to be that other guys who didn't make the list below that, and the Mets got two guys in the top ten for second base? That's an interesting stat right there. And one more thing I want to bring up. More baseball, because that's what we do here. Brompton Bruins are having a golf tournament coming up. Um, yes. We've had this on our social media. It's at the Glencoe Country Club, May 20th. Um, 30 annuals for for this family. We've got our social media pages. You just go to Brompton Bruins. Go to their social media. Have more info on it. I'll leave this up here on the screen for a while. You can write it down if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Anchor, you can just check out our social media page, uh, Facebook, and that we've put it up. The Brompton Bruins are having their third annual golf tournament. 
Glencoe Country Club, 10 a.m. shotgun start. So there you go. Good cause, good charity. Always fun to get together. Like I said, we were at the one that the Red Devils put on last year. I was there. and Good times ahead. We laughed. We cried. We told each other how great we were. Yeah, so good, good event here. Yep. It's good, good cause, good fun. And that's what I got, sir. So what we've, got, got what we've got for football, it's uh, – You know, I was going to say that about the Super Bowl. Here's my thing on that. I hate to interrupt you, but – No, that's fine. The one one chart was showing that um, Philadelphia-Kansas City was the odds-on favorite matchup for the Super Bowl. But yeah, going into the game, Cincinnati was a point-and-a-half favorite. I couldn't figure that out. The math did not add up. Yeah, it didn't. I tried to trust the science. It didn't work. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Now, the interesting thing is with the Super Bowl, Andy, is that this is the top two teams facing off in the Super Bowl. The top team from the AFC, top team from the NFC. If you do a sort by the entire league standings, these two are number one, two. If you do a sort by all 32 teams. It's the number one and two offenses in the entire NFL going head-to-head, number one and two. Now, both have also have good defenses. You know, San Francisco, I thought, was going to win or go far down the road, typically in the NFL. The yep. defenses go – teams with good defenses go the farthest. Yep. These two teams are both top top ten, very good yep. defenses as far as points given up, points, um, points allowed, top ten. They both have the exact same record, these teams. They're 16-3 and three through 19 games. That's a regular season. They both got the first-round buys. They won the divisional. They won the championship. 16-win teams going head-to-head, each with three losses. And as far as scoring, Andy, the top two teams with the most touchdowns in the league are in the Super Bowl. Uh, they both – the Chiefs averaged 3.6 touchdowns per game, and that's over the entire season. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a lot in a you know in a typical game. Three three touchdowns, 21 points, but that's including all the bad games uh, and the TNs games you don't score a lot in, or there's a lot of field goals. The Eagles score 3.5 touchdowns per game when averaged out for the whole a regular season schedule. So top teams going head to head, top touchdown, top offensive. Now, what's going to happen when you get two offensive teams? Uh, you know, we could see a thirteen to ten score. You know, for all I know, I don't know. Let's say about the Eagles' offense. Their their quarterback missed the last two games of the regular season, or two of the last three games of the regular season, and they still put up three touchdowns a game on average. And, and you know, we have no they lost those games, granted, but still, we have no Cinderella team. It's it's the top two going head to head, and. You know, uh, Chiefs are more of a passing. I think they've got, I don't know how many passing touchdowns this year, 50 or, or something. Uh, Eagles, most of their touchdowns are via the run. But this should be good. So it's not this weekend. It's the Pro Bowl this weekend. They're playing flag football. They've announced the rosters. Uh, Vikings had a bunch of players on the roster. Uh, but this this should be good, this, this Super Bowl, as far as on paper, it looks like a real good matchup. Now, our trivia question included the Super Bowl, Andy. Yes. 
the two brothers playing back uh, against each other here, Travis Kelsey and is it Sean Kelsey? What's the yeah. brother? And the great thing is they're both offensive players, so they won't be each side of the ball. They're not going to be on the field at the same time, but playing against each other in the Super Bowl, what more could a parent uh, want from the kids uh, playing football? They're playing against each other. Did the young blood, young blood brothers ever do it? Oh, it's Jack, uh, John, young blood, Rams, and who else? Were they? They played for multiple teams, but did they ever play against each other in the Super Bowl? Not in the Super Bowl because I've got an answer, Andy. Okay. The answer is it's never been done. Oh, really? So they may have uh, uh, faced each other in the postseason or the playoffs or something to that effect. But a Super Bowl is so rare. Never before have brothers played against each other on the same field in the Super Bowl, both starting players, not reserve, not backups, not a third-string quarterback holding a clipboard wearing a ball cap. And the other guys are starters. They're meaningful starters on both teams. So the first time it's ever been done, we mentioned 10 years ago, the Harbaugh brothers were were facing each other, uh, you know, from a coaching perspective. But never before in the history have we had brothers. And not only these guys' brothers, if their teams weren't in the Super Bowl, they'd be in the Pro Bowl game. Yes. They're very good players. They're top caliber players. So it's not like a, he, he happens to be playing. No, they're Pro Bowl caliber players. And now the other, I didn't put this on the trivia, but Andy Reid coached the older brother for the Eagles, came over to coach the Chiefs when they're in the process of drafting potentially Travis Kelsey. And I think he said, let's go after it and get him as well. Was he part of the draft? Is that why he wanted him? I think so, yeah. He uh, he knew That's the Kelsey right, family yeah. are very good, good uh, IQs for football. That's the reason he drafted him. So Andy Reid actually coached them both. And Andy Reid actually coached the Eagles in a Super Bowl yes. two years ago, too. So a lot of tie-ins, so he, a lot of tie-ins to this game. It should be good. A lot of um, and you look at the Kansas City game, you know, Mahomes played with a bad ankle. So he was basically a drop-back passer all game long. Not his MO the last five years of his career. So now what do you, what do you practice for? The drop-back passer or his ankle could be better in two weeks. It's you know? uh, it's guys able to pull things uh, pull things out when it's when it's meant uh, went meant to be. And boy, uh, it really got to be interesting. Now the San Francisco 49ers were doing so well. They had Brock Purdy. They had really good defense, and they did not come out and play too well. Uh, Eagles really well. They got injured. Purdy got injured early. Another quarterback with concussion. Purdy comes in. He can't even hold a ball. So the Eagles really made that look easy. Whereas the other game, I thought myself that Cincinnati was going to come back and, and win it again. You know, this was a rematch of last year. How dare the Bengals come in and win in Arrowhead Stadium? And now they almost did it by golly again. But they there's some, a lot of uh, they had some mistakes. They had, they had some mistakes. Uh, Kansas City wins it. Uh, Cincinnati made it close. Joe Burrow has more wins in Cincinnati in the postseason than I think all the Cincinnati other quarterbacks combined. Yeah. Or something like that. that that's his first lost. That, or that's the first his first loss to Kansas City. Mahomes has beaten every other team and every quarterback except yeah. Joe Burrow. So he's finally beaten him now. Get that monkey off his Wow. Back. Yeah, they're good. Some good athletes coming up. These younger guys. And, I know I'm an old guy. I like I said, I, I don't know what a Wiz Khalifa is. It's gonna be singing at the uh race coming Gosh. up. 
I saw a picture of the thing performing at halftime, and I'm really scared. I thought I thought it was a preview for the new Star Trek movie when I saw her. Well, with that hairdo and stuff, we, we have to pull that up and, and take thing. a take a view. You know, not not in our wheelhouse for the song show. show. So no offense, we will not be critiquing the halftime show. We'll be covering the Clash from the Coliseum, not us, yes. of course, but the race events, not the yes. music. Maybe Cypress Hill, though. Now, if you Cypress Hill, give them a listen, Dan. I'm give telling them some you. love. Give Cypress Hill a little love. Love, because that could be an interesting deal. So we got the Pro Bowl, all the festivities going on here next next week on Sunday. Not much. I think the Clash will focus, and the Clash. I think the way they market that, they know that the football fans aren't really plugged into the Pro Bowl. Right. So they're not worried about being on a Sunday. And then all of it comes down to the Super Bowl the week after that. And after that, it's basically baseball, baseball, baseball. March USFL, XFL after that. Spring football is going to be kicking into high gear. So, uh, you know, we got a special show coming up on Sunday. We've got some good, uh, good things coming up on the music reviews also on the Thursday show. So that's all I've got for tonight, Andy. Anything else? No, just if you're – now, the Clash, if you do watch it this weekend, you're trying to get in the NASCAR, this is not a normal NASCAR race. So don't want you to think this happens all the time. Just at the Clash, it happens. So, But it's a nice way to get your toe, dip your toe in the water, and go. Dip it in, check it out. But it's not a normal uh, normal event. But it's very interesting. It's very ingenious, we'll see. Yep, you get to see who's who with what teams, get their numbers, get to know who's who. It's a nice, slow, steady ride in. Good stuff. And then the next day, they tear it all apart. Yeah, they start building up again in middle of January. But man. all right, everyone, have, good, have a good week, everyone. Work. All right, see, see you. Ya. Ya.